Welcome to the Discomfort Lab podcast, where we talk about doing the hard things to have the good life. My name is Lance Anderson. Today we are talking about anxiety, and anxiety is something that I am personally very familiar with. Anxiety is something that I've dealt with basically my entire life, and I didn't even know that it was something that I was struggling with for a very, very long time. I just assumed that pretty much everybody was always on edge in some sort of way, and that they were hypervigilant and felt really uncomfortable in a fairly broad range of situations. And I didn't realize that that wasn't like the norm, that that wasn't the way that you were uh, supposed to feel. I guess you could say. And for me, it was a really big eye opener to find out that that was not the case. And through my experience, I've come to find that anxiety, for me at least, functions very much like an addiction, right? So if somebody is an alcoholic, I mean, they're always an alcoholic. Once they they get to, to that point, it's it doesn't matter if they haven't drank for 30 years. It is very easy to fall back into those old patterns, those addictive behaviors, and to get into a pretty destructive uh, cycle. And I believe that anxiety works much the same way. With anxiety, though, it has a lot to do with the discomfort that we feel or the desire to escape it, to uh, to feel something different than a given situation or a person is causing us to, to feel. And so with anxiety, a lot of times what we do is we create these uh, stories or these different ways for us to escape. And it's becoming really, really, really easy in you know modern times to escape those uncomfortable feelings even though it's very healthy for us to feel those things because that's how we work through them that's how we learn when we grow but with things like social media um or even like you know like, like google right if you are always searching the same things you're going to get more of the same answers and you end up in an echo chamber so let's let's look back at um as social media because this is a really easy example it's easy to understand if i were to uh, scroll through my instagram feed my feed's going to look very very different than my wife's it's going to look different because we have different interests because we have different professional pursuits um, different uh, friends you know just actual friends people that we know uh, not just online people that we may follow but all these things are going to contribute to what we see in our feed. It's going to contribute what the algorithm shows to us. And that creates a curated digital world for us. And so depending on who you are, you may see an example of something happening, you know, maybe with the, the political things, all the crazy political stuff that's going on right now. You know, if if you're on the left, you may feel that the, you know, the Black Lives Matters protests and, and riots and things that those were very justified. And now that there's been all the stuff that was going on in the Capitol, that there's like a double standard. And if you're on the right, then you'll say just the opposite. And 
the idea here is not to say that either of these viewpoints are right or wrong. It's that whatever viewpoint that you have is going to be reflected back towards you over and over and over and over again to the point that it becomes or it feels as if it should be self-evident that everybody else believes the things that you believe and they feel the things that you feel and that if somebody is acting or speaking contrary to those things that they must be a terrible person that they must be uh, you know out to do evil things when in reality all that's happening is you know society the individuals in society are building their comfort zone to be more and more and more insulated from things that are you know outside of what they would normally consume or what they would normally consider and what this does is it creates a perfect environment for anxiety and you know that's really good for a lot of you know online like digital companies because they want more of your attention if you're super anxious you're going to be looking more and more into these things but it's not good for us as individuals and as somebody who has in the past suffered pretty extensively from anxiety i can tell you that that's not a place that you want to be and so seeking out or using social media as a digital pacifier so that you can feel something different than what reality is giving you at the moment is a pretty dangerous and slippery slope for for me i was actually thinking about this just the other day as i was walking around uh, my neighborhood i had my my dog with me and i was making a few videos for um for some some products that i have coming out and just like the the lung capacity program and all of these things and and i thought to myself while i was doing those things while i was making those videos i was you know walking around with this um selfie stick right and i'm having these long conversations essentially with myself to make a video to put up on on the internet and and i found it interesting that at one point in my life that would have made me pretty nervous to do that right like i've never had a hard time getting up in front of people you know as somebody with that has anxiety it's kind of kind of backwards it seems like to me that i've never had a difficult time with public speaking with you know leading or getting getting up in front of people where where there are a lot of eyeballs on me and a lot of judgment being you know directed towards me in a moment you know whether that was in a very serious setting or in a setting that uh, was meant to be a little bit more entertainment and, and like fun, that sort of thing. None of that has ever, 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 ever bothered me. On the other hand, things that have been difficult for me are are things where I would be, I guess, demonstrating a weakness or a vulnerability on a personal level. And so, you know, making making these videos and things that i'm i'm putting up to to help me to sell a program um and walking around my neighborhood to do that where people would know me and they seem like hey what what is he doing making this video assuming that people want to hear from him or buy his thing you know that that sort of thing 
And that would have been something that may have stopped me from doing that in the past. And I've, I've found that the big thing for me that has interrupted that cycle that has stopped those things from, from happening for me, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to, to feel anxiety because that's, that's not the case. Um, it's, it's more in terms of that those feelings no longer dictate the actions that I take again, just like, like the, the addict or, you know, like the, the alcoholic, just because they're not drinking or they're not shooting up doesn't mean that the urge isn't there. It's that it no longer holds sway over the actions that they are going to take in the the lives that they are going to live. And the thing that's interrupted that cycle for me is intentionally doing things that are very difficult or uncomfortable on a very, very regular basis. I mean, the, the first uh, thing for me was, was exercise, right? I mean, like I, I started going to the gym with my dad when I was in fifth grade. Um, and, you know, as off and on throughout until about my, let's see, my senior year in high school, then I was, I've been very consistent ever since. And it was around that time, you know, in high school that I discovered like, Hey, I don't actually feel that undertow of dread to, you know, go into this big crowd of people and, and do something. I don't, I don't feel that nervousness so much. And, and I found that it was related to when I would go and, and exercise. I would do that consistently. Like, hey, I feel pretty good. This is cool. I like this. And now, then, you know, my body starts to change. All these things. I get all of these perks from spending time in the gym. And, you know, fast forward, I get into breathwork things a, a little bit later. And same thing happens. It's like, okay, it's exercise stuff. This is pretty good. I have more demands in my life now than I did as a teenager. Let's try this breathing thing. And boom, same thing happens. Exercise, uncomfortable, difficult, something that's hard to do. Change the way that I experienced life. I experienced anxiety. And it started to rewrite the narrative of those uncomfortable sensations. It's like, hey, you know what? It's okay Like that I don't feel awesome right now. Like that's okay. I don't have to run away from this. Same thing with the breath work. You know, when you are doing breath work, oftentimes it's really uncomfortable. You know, you have these really strong urges to breathe or you just want to stop and you have these sensations and they feel very much like anxiety, but you get to sit with them, you get to practice it and you get better. And then fast forward a little bit more and I get into the, uh, you know, like ice baths and, and sauna bathing and, and that kind of thing. And again, you have all of these sensations that are flooding your system and you are sitting with it and you are okay. And that's what I found was that all of these things that were happening to my body when I was feeling anxious, it wasn't because things were going to go off the rails. It wasn't because 
I was going to fail or I was going to embarrass myself or I was going to, um, you know, have some sort of catastrophic breakdown. It was my body getting ready to do something important. It was my body preparing and leveraging the resources that are available inside of me to handle things that were apparently important to me that I cared about. And for the longest time, I was trying to short circuit that process so that I could just feel more comfortable in my own skin. When in reality, that process was what was essentially there to, you know, quote unquote, save me. The difficult things that we do that give us exposure to the sensations of anxiety make us better human beings. I can say that categorically without a doubt. When you expose yourself to uncomfortable things intentionally, and you're willing to sit with them and be with them, it makes you a better person. And that's essentially been the story of, of my life. And through doing that, it's, it's been like a hard reset for, for my body. You know, if you've followed me for any length of time, you know that I was born deaf. I had a it's not had, not past tense, still have a birth defect in my stomach. And that really set the tone for a lot of my personal struggles through throughout my life. And while I hear fine now, and I still have the birth defect in my stomach, I'm able to do whatever I want. I'm not held back by those physiological things that used to stop me from doing the things that I wanted to do and the things that I love to do. And it's all through intentionally moving outside of my comfort zone. And so I hope that you will take that, take that, knowledge, that experience that I shared with you, the grain of salt, and you will go and apply it to your own life, that you will take opportunities to step outside of your comfort zone, especially, 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 especially if you are somebody who struggles with anxiety, because it can absolutely change your life. Be intentional about it. Get outside of your comfort zone. And you'll start living a life that you can't even imagine is possible right now. Have a great week, everybody.